Welcome to the Barcoding Podcast. In this podcast series, we like to catch uh, our Friday afternoon talks uh, at the bar or at, at work uh, where we have drinks and talk together as uh, software developers. Uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, open source contributions. I'm Arnoud Rijpkema. And I'm Pauline van Oost. And uh, yeah, today we have uh, two special guests in our uh, podcast uh, series because we're going to talk about open source. So uh, today we have uh, Robert Scholte and Maarten Mulders. So uh, Robert, can you introduce yourself? Uh, sure, yeah, I can do that. Uh, so my name is uh, Robert Scholte uh, and most people know me as the uh, chairman of the Apache Maven project. All Java developers, of course, most of them use Maven to, uh, to build their projects and uh, well, I try to, to improve that and maintain that. Uh, and maybe also interesting to mention is last year I became a Java champion because of all the work I did. So that's uh, really another that I became that. Yeah, and I'm here together with, uh, with Martin. Yeah. So Martin, introduce yourself, please. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my name is Martin Mulders. I work at uh, InfoSupport for a little over eight years right now. Um, we recently started... Uh, actively contributing to open source. Um, and as soon as I heard about that, I figured that I knew a, a nice and very important project that could definitely use some contributions, uh, which is Apache Maven, of course. Uh, so I started uh, doing that, basically. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, we start every episode with our uh, fun fact or inspiring moment. Uh, so Robert, can you share one uh, with us, please? Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, every time I work, uh, doesn't matter which project, I always try to try to improve uh, the, the, the speed of the project, of course. And uh, right now I'm working for the government of education. And we noticed that one of the tests was quite slow. And uh, I really want to improve that, of course. And I was kind of surprised what's, what was happening there because um, sometimes you teach people about things and afterwards you think, mm, maybe I should have told them that. For instance, reflection. If people understand reflection, afterwards you see them doing crazy stuff. But in this case, it's about mocks. So creating mocks uh, is interesting, of course. We know it's, it's lightweight, but um, you shouldn't use it all the time. And in this case, there was... Some kind of tests that were was uh, they were mocking entities, so the the general database entities, and I was like, why? And okay, this is an entity. It was quite large because it, it had a, a lot of named queries, so a lot of annotations. It was huge, like 30, 40 uh, columns, I think. And I discovered that if you mock this class, it is quite slow instead of just uh, creating a new instance of this that entity. And it's, it must have to do with the annotations. I'm pretty sure about that, that the, the mocking framework does something weird. So my advice is use mocks only when you really need to. And if you work with entities, please keep them as entities. So yeah. Very yeah. good advice, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice Great. one. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, Marta, do you have an inspiring fact or fun fact that you encounter during your daily work? 
Yeah, I have one. And right now I'm actually doubting because I, <laughs> I had one that I was like, yeah, I'm going to share that one. It's fun. But I also have one that, that kind of relates to what, what Robert just had, said. Um, but no, let me stick with my original plan there. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, typically, when when I uh, when I work on a project that is something that I could use myself, I want to use it myself. I call it uh, the eat your own dog food principle, if you wish. So uh, if I do uh, Maven version, it says three seven zero snapshots, not not because it's perfectly uh, production ready, but that's the quickest way to find a bug or find if something is uh, not behaving as you expect. Uh, and, and during one of the things I worked on on Maven to improve uh, over the last month, I was constantly finding myself doing, ah, build field, uh, let me use resume from, which is in itself great, except for the fact that I was fixing a bug in resume from. So it didn't work because <laughs> of this bug. And every single time I was beaten by the bug, I was like, oh yeah, I can't do this because I'm actually trying to fix this. <laughs> and then I had to rewind and do a full build instead. So it's not really inspiring, maybe, but at least it's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a really fun fact, exactly. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I will then uh, name my uh, fun or inspiring facts. I actually um, step out of the Java world for two weeks because um, I worked on a story um, where we are using Airflow, which is a scheduler and workflow uh, tool. It's uh, completely written in uh, Python and uh, a very nice framework for um, scheduled jobs on uh, Kubernetes. Um, and in the beginning, I found it so hard to work with this framework. It was terrible. There's not much of documentation out there. And now I feel so comfortable with it and I'm really quick working on it. And it was a long time ago that I had to learn a new framework for myself. And um, yeah, I really liked uh, the whole learning process and uh, now suddenly feeling comfortable. And uh, the next story, I will uh, be a lot faster with this framework for sure. And actually enjoy it instead of having a lot of frustration. So I'm always, um, how do you say it? I'm, I can't believe it sometimes how fast you can learn some, some stuff and how you can feel comfortable in it. Um, but now we are trying to contribute on the documentation part, which is uh, not really, uh, yeah, complete there. So uh, that was my uh, inspiring fact, actually, uh, trying to learn uh, as quick as possible, as efficient as possible over the last week. So that was my uh, fact. Arnaud, yes. what have you uh, yeah, for me, I, I think it's f uh, even fun to, uh, to mention, but a year ago we started this podcast at yeah. a, a hack uh, event we have as a company, mm. Open Value, we both uh, started there, and uh, one week ago we had, had it again, yeah. and uh, I was working on a, a Kubernetes cluster on the Raspberry Pi, on my own, trying to figure out how, how it's working, get internal, uh, yeah, more understanding of the internal workings of everything, uh, and I was thinking... I spend a lot of week, a lot of energy in finding things out. And when I started on my job again, that's uh, so much energy. I was like yeah. going for it and <laughs> I was very happy, but, but I was spending a lot of time investigating. So it's, yeah. it's for me, it was inspiring to see that I get so much energy from uh, studying and trying to figure out things actually. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes at my job, I have the complete opposite. I, I'm sometimes thinking, yeah, why am I searching and doing it all together. I just want to know it and mm -hmm. do it. That yeah. also gives energy. So I, I think for me, it was fun to get some 
yeah inspiring energy again from, yeah uh, from oh, that's having. really great did you uh, manage to build your kubernetes cluster on your raspberry pi yeah <laughs> eventually i did and i i planned to do it in i i thought i could do it in two days but mm -hmm. uh i have to uh i checked a lot of um options and at the end i stuck with uh, k3s which is a lightweight uh dockerized uh, uh container cluster of a kubernetes cluster and mm. uh, i in that way i managed to get a cluster of uh, three raspberry Pis working on uh, nice week Yeah, so uh, this episode we're going to talk about open source contribution, uh, but we figured it, it might be good first to uh, tell what is open source, because yeah. yeah, what's open source contribution if you don't know what's open source. Uh, so I, I yeah, find some information on, uh, on the internet, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, if I look at Wikipedia, it, it says uh, it's yeah, open source software, uh, it's, it's, a, a it's a type of software where you get a license where you are a user, but also can be a developer and it can be uh, used for, yeah, you can use the software, study it, change it and do whatever you like with it. And I always thought maybe some people think it's like free, then open source, it's free software, but it's just another thing than, than just free software. You can do whatever you like with it and also contribute to it because mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and, and the open source movement, or it, it all started actually from the beginning on, it was already kind of there. Uh, with the early software, every uh, academic uh, tried to share his software and, and contribute to every part of everybody. But in the 1970s and 80s, uh, it was pushed away a little bit for commercial use yeah. because they thought it would be... Uh, like a competition against each other mm -hmm. because if you're uh, delivering your software open source so everybody can look at it, contribute it, and use it, yeah, then commercially it's not interesting. No, exactly. Um, so it got pushed away in, in that that regard in, in those years. And in uh, 1997, uh, Eric Raymond uh, published a book, uh, Cathedral and Bazaar, uh, which is uh, a, a book about the general idea of... Uh, open source it wasn't named like that but it was the beginning of like a group uh, coming together to share their software again and, and try mm -hmm. to get into that open source my, uh, state of mind and in uh, 1998 uh, the open source uh, initiative was started with some people uh, which read the book and, and grouped together after that book and uh, started that initiative um, and they, uh, yeah, they founded the open source definition, uh, and if uh, that's a, a list of, uh, yeah, um, a, a short list uh, of things you uh, need to do to become open source or call yourself open source. Okay. So they made a, a definition for you to find out if your software is actually open source. Okay, right. Uh, and one fun fact, uh, I found that in 2001, uh, somebody at Microsoft, the manager, uh, said that open source will destroy commercial software. Okay. Uh, so he, he found that that would be a, a threat for their software. Mm -hmm. But but the, the fun thing is actually, yeah, if you look at it now, uh, you have commercial products and open source products. So it's, it's not destroyed, it lives together. It lives together, exactly. Yeah. 
and that's yeah that's the things i i think about open source and uh gives a, a good heads up uh i think for the for the listeners Yes, exactly. And like the nice history part, right? That we actually started with open source and then we realized we couldn't make money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we just changed that. Yeah, and make it commercial again and then and to <laughs> come, back to, the, again. come yeah, back to the open very, source yeah. uh, spirit. So yeah, we are now together with with four people talk wanting to talk about uh, open source contribution, uh, and I think it's a, g- a good question to start. Uh, how did you start with open source? And uh, Maarten, can you explain a little bit uh, about how you started an open source contribution? Um, for me, that that's already quite some years ago. I think um, basically being interested in in the internals of software that I used. Take, take Spring, for instance. Uh, the, the, the more complex software you build, the, the more often you, you'll find yourself digging through the Spring source code itself. Why doesn't it do what I expect it to do? Why, why does it misbehave in this case? Uh, and then you find out that, hey, this source code is just freely available. That's amazing. Uh, how does it actually work? What does it do? Um, and you start seeing room for improvement. And at first I was like, yeah, that's not for me. I mean, those people, they spent hours, what, what, say what? They spent years building this. I'm not going to be able to improve this. But but at some point, I found myself like, hey, but this is actually a bug. And, and, and then the author of that framework said, yeah, it's a bug indeed. I was like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's trivial. I can fix that. And I don't know exactly what it was, what my very first open source contribution was. But hey, that was quite an eye opener for me. Uh, and and that kind of evolved like uh, a little bit of documentation here, some script build scripts improvements over there, um, and, and finally doing bigger and bigger things and seeing the, the the joy of hey I'm I'm contributing something and people are actually happy with that people are building on top of that uh, and and now these things are being used by thousands or even more developers that. Are, are benefiting from it. And that's that's very, that's giving me a lot of satisfaction actually. Hmm. Okay, very, very interesting. And, and for you, Robert? Well, my first contribution is also a long, long time ago, and it was for Commons Lang, one of the uh, famous Apache projects. Um, and I, I actually think it's it was even the, the first, uh, one of the first releases, uh, the Commons Lang one, so not Commons Lang two yet. Um, and it had to do with uh, some date-time related stuff where I discovered that the rounding didn't work as expected. So uh, I noticed there wasn't enough code coverage as well. So when I started to write those tests and I really confirmed that the rounding of those minutes or seconds or whatever didn't work. So I started just writing it up. Because you have, in the end, you have two solutions. You could say, okay, I'm taking the sources myself. I'm going to patch it, and I will keep the code for myself. But the problem with that is the, the original code will improve, uh, of course. And then uh, you need to keep your own code up to date. 
Mm. Well, that's not going to work. Maybe once or twice, but after that, no. So in, in the end, it's probably better that you donate your improvement back to the original codex. And that's what I did. And I think my name is still there as one of the contribution contributors of my once ever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So I was also wondering, Martin, you recently joined the Maven uh, uh, project, actually, as a contributor. Um, and I was wondering how does this work, because sometimes I just try to contribute somewhere by making a merge request. <laughs> but you actually were welcomed officially to the community. So how does it work when you join such a big project on the, in the open source uh, world? Yeah, that's a good question, and maybe you should ask Albert effect of me. But <laughs> oh, then, then that's no, fine. No, no. No. I mean, I didn't invite myself after all. Uh, as from my perspective, uh, I, I started doing bigger contributions to Maven. Mm -hmm. I think it started with with just small patches here and there, and then at a certain point, um, as I said, uh, the company I work for uh, decided that we want to actively. Uh, give back to open source communities because mm -hmm. we see that we benefit from the work that they do. Mm -hmm. So we decided it's it's the right thing to do to give back mm -hmm. and say, hey, we want to contribute. Uh, and as I said, I, I said we should do that for Apache Maven because we benefit in almost every Java project from the hard work that they do. And I spoke with Robert quite a few times already, and he told me about the fact that, well, we don't have that many people uh, Supporting the project uh, on a daily basis. Well, uh, that proposal was uh, was approved, um, so I started doing that together with a coworker of mine, Martin. Uh, and and at first we took up a few small things, and then bigger and bigger. And now I don't know. At at a certain point, I had this this email from Robert saying, "Hey, we discussed your work in the PMC, and we would like to uh, invite you to become a committer. Uh, how would you feel about that?" But yeah, that PMC discussion. Where, where does so, PMC so, stands for? Because I think PMC it's... stands for Project Management Committee. Okay. So that's that's the you have uh, uh, committers, mm -hmm. and a part of those committers with the most experience are PMC uh, members. And then there's one other role, and that's the chairman. And uh, there's only one of that, and mm -hmm. that's in this case that's me. <laughs> um, uh, but this is uh, specifically for every uh, ASF, this Apache Software Foundation project. Mm -hmm. They have this uh, this way of work, uh, and it has to do with uh, the, the, this hierarchy has to do with uh, with legal discussions. So uh, if if you do a release, uh, you need to have at least three uh, positive votes of PMC members. Uh, and because of the end, you have a 72-hour period to vote. Uh, so this is this has all to do with, with like I said, with uh, with legal discussions. I, I think you all know about uh, the um, struts uh, vulnerability that was uh, exposed by. Oh, help me! Oh, that's uh, a good one. E Equifax. Yes. Yeah. Equifax. Yes. And there has been um, it has been uh, through uh, in front of the court, and they said that well, yes, you the open source license says that you are it's your own responsibility to stay up to date. So the legal part of open source is also quite important. Mm 
Mm. Um, so that's why we have this this BMC stuff, and so that's that's the experienced part of the group. Yeah. And they are also responsible for uh, trying to find new committers. Mm. And like like Martin said, he he was doing some things, and it's a matter of getting noticed. So if if you get noticed, that you, uh, in our case, uh, if you are active on the mailing list and you can show that you really understand Maven, and we say okay. Um, they do their work quite good, and we trust that they can really improve it. Uh, well, why not invite them? So that's how it, in, in the end, all started. And the next part would be, okay, we see that he's experienced enough, and he can also become a PMC member. Uh, th that's how it works. Mm. I didn't yeah. know about this hierarchy, but it makes sense as it has uh, legal consequences. So Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So... I'm not a project lead, mm -hmm. so uh, every PMC member has just uh, the, 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 the same level of responsibilities. The only difference is that I have to uh, make a report every three months about uh, our activities, uh, how the project is doing, and so on. And so you need to report that to the Apache Foundation? Or yes. Yes. Ah, okay. Yes. So there's a monthly board, and, uh, well... They just say these projects have to do it for these months, and I have to do it on January and all the other months. Okay. That's so right. that's my responsibility uh, I have to do. And the other thing is that I have uh, a little bit more uh, uh, rights to to grant users and so on. So there's one people, there's one person that has to do that, and in this case, in this case, it's me. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So for every uh, change you want to make within Maven, you have to be approved like that to, to be a contributor, or is it only if you want to make bigger changes? Or ah, that's that's a, that's a good question. So um, if you make a, this is about pull request, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. So so if you make a pull request, there's a difference about if it's just a, a small or a big one. So if it's small one, and we say like twenty lines, that's Kind of small. Mm -hmm. uh, we say, okay, this is this is not really uh, intellectual property, so we're not going to be uh, sued for something like that. But if it's getting bigger, uh, yes, then we will ask uh, for an uh, individual license agreement, where you say, yes, I'm going to donate this code and uh, take. You can take care of it. I'm not going to sue you for it. And in case of Martin. Uh, he was doing it on behalf of info support, of course. Mm -hmm. So they also needed to have a company license agreement that the company was not going to sue Apache for using the code that was written in time of info support. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's actually two directions, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, info support is not going to sue the Apache Software Foundation, uh, but on the other hand, the Apache Software Foundation cannot uh, get, reach out to info support and say, hey, uh, this employee of you wrote some code. Uh, it broke our build server. Uh, how about you buy us a new one, <laughs> or something like that? So it's 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 bidirectional, and I actually like yeah. that uh, part of it as well. It 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 safeguards both sides of the agreement. Yeah. Okay, very very interesting. And and you were talking about lines of code, but do you also have uh, specific parts of of the the Maven project which are also excluded from that, or you just look at the amount of lines or something? 
in general, it's just the amount of lines. And um, well, what, what might be interesting to tell is we are working on a, a new release of Maven. And one of the things that will be part of it is the Maven wrapper. So maybe people know the Gradle wrapper. Mm -hmm. And some say this that is fantastic. Well, okay, so maybe. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh, but uh, a lot of people were uh, were hoping that Maven would uh, provide something that as well. And it was already there, but it was uh, a different open source project. It was part of Takari. Um, so what we did is we reached out to them and say, okay, uh, how about uh, moving this piece of code back to or moving it to the Apache Maven project. Um, so they were open for it, but that meant that we had to go through all the commits. And based on every commit, I had to decide, okay, this is this is probably intellectual property. So if I, I had a huge Excel sheet, uh, and in the end, I think I had to reach out to six persons. Uh, to ask if they uh, allowed to move their code to Apache Maven. And in the end, I got an agreement from all of them. So, Oh, wow. That seems like a tough job to do, <laughs> to go through all the commits yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes. So um, I think the going through uh, all the code, it, it wasn't that hard, uh, especially uh, the, the, uh, the, the whole legal stuff around it. It took me like one and a half year in the end from start to end to to move the code so wow but that's uh, yes it could have been fast but it was uh, i think one person that was like in, an, uh, in a harsh situation where he couldn't say yes i agree on it and after when the situation changed he, he gave his agreement and then we had need still need a couple of months i think to to uh, get improvement also from the apache software foundation to really move the code Wow, I I'm really listening carefully because uh, when I'm working on a daily uh, on my daily job, I don't realize that all the stuff that I'm using there are such as legal struggles behind it. It's maybe mm -hmm. free, but not that free actually. Um, and sometimes I make a PR on GitHub, and I'm like really proud of myself, but I didn't realize that that's actually um, yeah legal. Or how do you say intellectual property, and that there mm -hmm. are some legal. Uh, yeah, consequences related to it. So it's really interesting, actually. Uh, it, it's, it's funny that you say that uh, free is not free because open source software has also been mentioned free software. Yeah. And then there's always been the discussion, is it free as in speech or is it free as in beer? Free speech, well, we can discuss it openly and everyone can, can look yeah. at it and, and have their opinion about it. Mm. But that's absolutely not the same as free as in beer because well i have to pay for that if i go to the bar mm -mm -mm. yeah and and so open source software like maven is brought to you free of charge so it's free as in beer and it's free as in speech mm. but there's some sometimes there's this distinction where they say uh this software is free of charge but you cannot look at the source code and discuss it and maybe there's also other examples like it's free as in speech, but not free as in beer. But I can't think of any, actually. Mm -hmm. Well, th there's also one thing I want to mention is that some people, so some companies call themselves open source companies. <laughs> and they call themselves open source companies because they use open source projects. Well, what does that even mean? 
but they right, don't really exactly. contribute. Yeah. So, so I th- you can only be open an open source company if you really uh, contribute back to open source. You're not only using it, but mm-hmm. it's both ways, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree on that. But it's um, I find it impressive to contribute because I always think, yeah, there are really smart people uh, behind those projects. So uh, if I find a bug, it's not a bug. It's just me not using it correctly. And um, yeah, it happened, I think, twice that it was merged, actually, that I actually discovered a bug, but <laughs> I didn't really. Uh, but now you, I can also understand there's, there are a lot of hardworking people behind it, also uh, checking all the legal uh, part of the question. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And um, maybe to continue on, on what you said, mm. uh, also have the feeling that uh, it's uh, it's like a step to make a pull request because you you think you're not smart enough, you you're just doing it wrong. But Maart, how did you experience making your pull request uh, for the first time in, in open source? Is it welcoming? Is it scary? Or oh, it it really depends per community. Uh, I've seen communities that are really welcoming and like, oh, it's amazing, uh, even when it's not really that smart. And, and you're like, yeah, but it's trivial. Uh, but but they'll say it's amazing, it's 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 brilliant. And I've also seen communities. Uh, I've seen one example. I don't know the project anymore, where I was bitten by a bug, and I was like, oh, I can fix this one. Mm. Submitted the pull request, forgot about it, found a workaround. Then two years later, was bitten by the same bug and found my own pull request <laughs> laying there, and no one even looked at it. And I was like, "But, but, of course, there's no obligation from your side to merge it. But you could at least have told me that it wasn't okay, mm-hmm. or that you didn't like it. Uh, th- th- this is a bit painful for me. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so, but, but it." It's really it's it's the people behind it that that make a difference there, I think. And some communities really have friendly people, and they're like, "Yeah, it's nice, but could you write it a little bit more like this?" And sure, I'm I'm willing to discuss that. I'm not saying my approach is perfect, mm-hmm. but at least we're we're starting this conversation, and you feel welcomed as a as a new contribu- contributor. Yeah, I can totally agree on that. that like in the open source world, your merge request is just a suggestion of improvement and not an improvement by definition. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, <laughs> you, you, I, I, no, but that should like lower the bar a bit because you're just trying to su- suggest some changes and it doesn't need to yeah. be perfect. It's the start of a discussion and uh, at the end yeah. it will be approved or not, uh, but at least you can try. Absolutely. That, that's what I saw often when I when I started contributing to, to Maven. And I was like, I think this is a way to solve it. And then some of the contributors would chime in and say, yeah, but there's a few subtleties that you aren't <laughs> aware of. Yeah. Uh, but if you would write it like this, it would probably work. And, and that that's the welcoming part. Mm-hmm. Like we, we value the fact that you saw room for improvement. Uh, but from our experience, we know that that it should be even better or that you missed a few edge cases or yeah. uh, you, you missed, say, something idiot, something crazy like, uh, and I recently was <laughs> actually seeing that I just hard-coded somewhere pom.xml and then Robert said, yeah, but there's, there's uh, what's it called again, Robert? M- multi-language? No? Uh, um, um, I know what you mean. Uh, it's, it's Yeah, the, the fact... The fact that the POM cannot only be XML, it can also be another right. language. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard about it someday. I've never seen anyone use it. <laughs> but the fact is, it 
it can be uh well i don't know yaml or something no yes. no no nobody would do use yaml for that <laughs> yaml really as a pun oh wow <laughs> good luck with that good luck with that exactly yeah <laughs> it's called polyglot oh it's called polyglot yeah, of polyglot. course yeah, exactly yes. yeah yeah so and if you hate xml yes so so if you hate xml Go to Polyglot and you can uh, have an extension where you uh, uh, write your own POM file in a different language. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay, I didn't yes. know that. Um, but now we're really talking about contributing by fixing bugs or patching uh, the projects. But uh, yeah, at least uh, Maven is releasing new features every now and then. So I was wondering uh, how does uh, the release of a new feature works? Because some someone needs to make a backlog, right? Like we do on all IT projects, or is it just everyone that wants a new feature just proposes, or how, how does it work? So, <laughs> that's probably a question for me. Yeah, <laughs> probably, I don't know. One of, smiling. One <laughs> 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 I've seen the size of the backlog, so. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, it should be used probably, but. So, yes, uh, because I, I, I do some talks on conferences every now and then, and I want to give uh, some numbers about how huge the, the main project is. And uh, so I say, okay, the, the project itself it has about 100 release routes. So Maven itself is just one. Then we have like 40 or 50 plugins, and we have all kinds of libraries related to uh, the transport, to source control management, uh, you name it. It's really, really, really huge. Um, then we, um, we, Maven is used by like 65 to 80% of the Java developers or Java projects. It all depends a little bit on how you ask your question. If you say it is your primary uh, tool, it's closer to 65. But if the question is, have you ever used Maven? It's really close to 80, maybe 85%. Uh, and then uh, the, the number of active committers, and then it gets it gets scary <laughs> because it's five to ten. It's because of Martin and Martin. It's a little bit higher now, <laughs> but okay, wow. it's now closer to ten. Let's say it's, it's allowed like ten active volunteers. So these are people that do it in their spare time. So uh, on a daily job, they may have to make their money, and besides that, they can also work on Maven. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, we have to have, have a look at, uh, hmm, okay, so how many issues do we have? Um, I think right now, uh, let's have a look, because it's, it's there, of course. I think we're at 1800, 1850. So almost, we, we will reach the 2000 issues, probably, this year. Open but, issues. Open issues, unresolved issues, yes. Oh, wow. No, I'm not talking about the closed ones. And this is quite hard to, because uh, unlike Jenkins, Jenkins is just one uh, Jira, mm. and I think they're now in the 10,000 whatever. Uh, we have all separate Jira uh, uh, keys. So it's a little bit difficult to say, okay, so these are all our open issues. So I made a special uh, wiki page for it um, to, to, to answer that question quite directly. Um, it's, it's really too much, especially if you know the number of people that are working on it. Um, so what we do is every January or February, 
we go through the list and every issue that hasn't been touched for like three years, we just auto close them mm. just to clean it up a little bit. Okay. And sometimes people say, well, this one is still valid. Okay. If it's still valid, then we will reopen it. No, no issue there. But if, if, there, if there's no response, okay, then it's fine. We, we will just auto close it. Yeah. Um, thing to do. Mm. Yes. So, so how do we decide what what kind of issues we pick up now in the end for me uh, it is about knowing what the community wants and knowing uh, having especially right now I'm working on native core itself and that is the hardest part to, to develop so uh, 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 there are only a few people that dare to touch this, <laughs> this piece of code most people just focus on plugins and that's also important um, but the, the, uh, the, the, this piece of code was already written for Maven 2. So you can really look at the code and recognize pieces of Maven 2. So it's really old, like 15 years. Uh, I wasn't there yet because I entered the project around Maven 303, I think. So for me, it's also new code and I have to make it uh, my own and try to touch it. And luckily, the code coverage is quite high. We have a huge number of integration tests. Uh, I'm pretty sure Martin can uh, confirm that. Uh, so, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. So I'm I'm not that that scary to 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 touch the our code. And that's also um, for people who want to contribute. Uh, I think in case of Maven, um, if you make a, a, a pull request. Uh, you can test quite a lot of uh, if your project, uh, if your fix works, because the code coverage is really high. Okay, oh, that's uh, good to know. Uh, and, and since since a month or so, I think, uh, we actually run those integration tests on, on GitHub Actions as well. So you don't even need to wait for a um, Maven committer to pull in your changes and run them on Jenkins. Mm. But they run uh, automatically, and, and you'll be able to see if your... Uh, your fix or your improvement breaks any of the, I don't know, thousands of integration tests, probably? It, it, probably. it thousands. Yes. Yeah, it, it's enormous. And I've, I've had a, quite a few cases where I was like, yeah, I think this is going to work. And then then some some edge case, as far as I was concerned, at least, broke. And I was like, oh, but someone used to care about this because they wrote an integration test for it. <laughs> yeah. So be, be, better spend a little bit more time and, and, and see how we can keep that one working as well. I think we've had one situation where we uh, changed an integration test afterwards. Yeah. And and that was that was thoroughly discussed if that was uh, appropriate at that point. Mm. It, because at some point it was relevant that it worked that way. So are we really, really, really sure that it shouldn't work that way anymore? Mm. No, there's two cases actually. I can I can think of two cases. So in that case, you just discuss it with the other members uh, of the committee to make sure that you're, uh, yeah, correcting the test yeah. in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll also typically chime in themselves, like, "Hey, uh, you're not only adding an integration test; you're changing an existing one." And that's, mm. I, I feel many people see that as a kind of a red flag, like, "Hey, yeah, are you true. really sure that you should do this?" Yeah. True. 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 Oh, that's it. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of funny because our integration tests we uh, we have uh, we always specify uh, for which uh, versions of Maven it will work. So by default, it is working 
from this uh, version on forward. And in this case, if you change behavior, then you say, okay, for this old integration test, we say, okay, this up until this version, and we're going to write a new integration test, but we are not going to touch the original integration test itself, just changing the, the range for which it will work. Mm. And, that's, and it works quite well. I'm, I'm still very pleased that somebody thought of that in the past. Yeah, that's a good one. And how do, that also makes it... Uh Easy to understand how yeah how many uh, versions you will support with that uh, features. Yes. So that's, yes. That's really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting. And actually, uh, you shocked me a little bit that there were only ten active contributors to Maven, right? You said Robert? Committers. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yes. So those are the people that get can really push it towards the the the, the Git repository. Contributors. Is a little bit more, mm -hmm. but I think, like most people, uh, they say, "Hmm, okay, so I'm going to contribute to Maven." Uh, there are millions of users using Maven, so yeah. I'm quite scared to to touch that piece of code. I think that is one of the main reasons why it's quite hard to find new people to work on Maven. And is that a correct yeah, so that uh, point of view? The or challenge. But is it correct to feel like that? Is it? Is it that it's scary? Natural. It's natural. Yeah, I, I can yes, understand so, that. So I'm, I'm, so I'm not going to say it's wrong, but mm. uh, uh, also for, for my uh, first uh, pull requests, um, it, it is a matter of just do it. Um, mm. You see something and you just start. And um, maybe the first times if you if you uh, make some uh, pull requests. Um, you don't get a response you were hoping for, but um, it's like I said, uh, it's a, a little bit about building up uh, and getting noticed. You need to work on your reputation, um, and once they, you get noticed, they they will take you more serious. And so, don't be uh, disappointment uh, disappointed if your first pull request wasn't accepted, of or somebody was kind of uh, hard to to respond on that. So. Mm -hmm. uh, Sometimes uh, my mailing uh, list is really, I, I spend almost daily one hour to just go through the emails I have. So it's it's hard to respond on all our pull requests and all our discussions. Mm -hmm. So also don't be disappointed if, uh, disappointed if you don't get responses directly. Mm -hmm. it, it might take some time and sometimes it's a matter of just uh, ping uh, somebody, uh, have you watched this or something like that? Uh, and hopefully that will uh, help a little bit. And there's also people literally all around the world. So yes, I mean we've we've a lot of people in Europe, I think, but there's there's at least one or two persons in North America. I think there's one in Australia. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, it sometimes it's also a matter of just a very practical thing like time zone differences. Yes, mm -hmm. sure, I can send out this email right now. But someone else is asleep. Uh, they'll sure not reply within an hour. No. They, they better not. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. But so if if someone is listening and hesitating to contribute to the project, they should actually start small, and don't get discouraged if it doesn't work out the first time. It probably will work right. out sometime. Um, and that actually the project really needs help from the community. I guess. We can formulate it like that as well, right? 
Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so one of the things we did is, uh, and uh, I, I got inspired by that, I think a couple of years ago, we, we created a Jira tag, it's called Up for Grabs, and there's mm. also a website, upforgrabs.com or .org, I think, where you can find uh, easy uh, issues you should be able to pick up. So most of these issues are unrelated to Maven itself, but I see them as uh, small Java puzzles. So oh, nice. if you can read Java, uh, you should be able to fix it. Hmm. Or sometimes it's just about HTML that uh, or CSS that something is on the right, uh, wrong position. Think about s these kinds of small things. Hmm. And the first thing you just need to understand is how the process works. And it's not really about the, the, the huge improvement you do uh, mm -hmm. with this pull request. Just right. get familiar with the process. Oh, that's a really good thing, actually. So it's upforgrabs.com, you said, the website? I think up. so. I just checked oh. it. Yeah, it's, it's up-for-grabs.net. Okay, cool. Okay, nice. We can share that one in the description. That yeah, will be will. easy for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we'll yeah. share that definitely the, to make some... Uh, yeah, the funny thing is actually, I think uh, uh, one and a half years ago or something, we, we, we did uh, a one-day... Uh, uh, open source contribution day at InfoSupport. And the first pull request I submitted was documentation. Like yes. literally, because the, uh, the Maven website back then still had, if you want to contribute, oh, that's fine. Just uh, just do a SVNCO and grab our source code from Subversion. <laughs> and, and Robert was sitting next to me and was like, but you told me it's GitHub or, or Git. Uh, why does it say Subversion? And he was like, yeah, that's outdated. And I was like, but if it's outdated, we can update it. <laughs> Oh, that wow. was really a very quick and easy one, but it was, yes. I was like, how do we expect people to contribute <laughs> if the steps to bring them there are wrong? Imagine yeah. people really starting to check out from Subversion. I don't know mm. if it even is still there, but if it's there, it's probably outdated. Mm. That's not going to work. That's very discouraging, in fact. Oh, that's a really And then I started nice on the actual, fi actual yeah. fix afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still not merged, by the way. It's still not finished, actually. Ooh, right. It's, it's the, thing the reason why it's not merged. <laughs> 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 it's the thing with the colors, remember? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a lot of discussion about which colors to use in what, what situation. And I think it, it was never really... We never came really to, like, a shared idea oh. between, yeah, this is going to work, and then we'll... Okay, other things to priority. <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, apparently it's not that important. Well, it depends. If you have colorblind people, it's important to include that into your Maven build uh, stuff. Yeah. But, uh, no, well, it, it, it wasn't like that. I, okay. Uh, yeah. But this is kind of funny because uh, I remember that uh, I was uh, doing my talk at uh, DevOps Belgium. And I was kind of enthusiastic that Maven had colors. And the crowd <laughs> was like, mm, yeah, right. Uh, but I think right now, nobody wants to go back to the black and white output of no, Maven. No, no, no. So. No, you totally, yeah, I really like the colors, actually. It makes it yeah. much more understandable uh, what's happening there. So it's mm. really great. You see other projects doing it as well. Like uh, I think Spring Boot can have the, uh, the complete login colors. I think Quarkus can do that. Uh, it's it's just very quick and visual indication. But mm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, this was like one small improvement I think we made on on how paths are printed or something like yes. that. Yes. names. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah. 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 And well, also remembering uh, if they were uh, a module of Maven or not. So that made it quite hard. That that was the complex part actually. Yeah. Like uh, uh, if 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 the, if any Maven plugin uh, logs some kind of a file, for instance, this this file didn't compile. Mm. Then the idea was that um, the path within the module where the file lives would be one color, mm. the path to the module would be another color, and from the file system route up to the project route would be a third color. I think that was the idea. Okay. And, and, and that kind of worked, uh, but, but then <laughs> the discussion was like, which colors to use? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> always hard because yeah. that's so subjective. So it's a uh, nice to yeah. can imagine the yeah, discussion. Yeah, think, yeah. Yes, and we still have like eight colors uh, available, I think. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A lot of decision. There. But actually, now it's cool to, cool to see that for you, Martin, at your fu fu first pull request is, uh, isn't accepted, but still you continued on working in the community. So that's really, it, it shouldn't hold you back, right? To, to just contribute to open source. I think it's a good example actually for it. Um, do you have any uh, tips for starting off uh, contributing to open source? And uh, you just to start, Maarten. Um, let me think a little. Yeah, uh, I'd say, uh, may maybe there's two actually. Uh, the, the first would be, uh, and it's a bit like like Robert said already, don't be afraid. Just try something, propose something. It doesn't have to be perfect yet. Uh, and the second, and that, that for me personally was, was quite a thing, I needed to accept that I didn't know everything. Uh, I typically in my work, I, I want to know all the details and what a, uh, not necessarily be involved, but, but if needed, I can dive into it and know exactly how it works. And if you start, especially on, a, on an open source project that you don't know that well, then you need to be open to the fact that I'm probably going to learn a lot of new things in the coming weeks. And that actually happened, uh, which is cool because now I know a lot more about uh, how to use Maven uh, and, and how Maven works internally, and I can help others with that. So it pays off, but in the, in, in the first, uh, at the beginning, it's, it's like, oh, wow, there's so much I don't know. Mm. And and that could scare you off, like oh, there's so much, I'll never learn it, right? Mm. But that's that that's so, so just accept that and and see it as an opportunity to learn. I would say. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good one. Yeah, yeah, nice. And, and for you, Robert, uh, Robert, just an advice about uh, how to start. Well, yeah. um, most of the time is about hmm, where to start or whatever. And um, I think. Uh, somebody said developers are lazy. Uh, they just <laughs> yeah. want to have uh, their things most efficient. So um, take a look at uh, one of the things you are struggling with and to see, hmm, okay, is this something uh, I can improve? Uh, see if it's an open source project and try to, to di dive into that. Mm. Just to give you an idea from which, which project is suitable to, to work on. And, Probably, if, if something is frustrating you, that it's then it's probably worth to, to have a look at it. Yeah, that's a good and, one as well. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, what I want to want to say is, um, 
you really learn a lot by contributing to, to open source. Mm -hmm. You because the code you write it is visible for everybody, mm -hmm. which means that uh, you think twice uh, before you really start committing, mm -hmm. um, because your code needs to be readable for everybody. But you also start learning how to read code and to to write clean code. Mm -hmm. So it really changed my my style of programming. Uh, it's much more important to make readable code instead of mm, very compact and efficient code. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't thought. Uh, yeah, I haven't thought about that aspect mm. of uh, contributing. Mm. It's a really interesting one, as well. At the end of the day, our our time is much more precious than that few CPU cycles. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, efficient code. Of course, it's nice, but but I think ninety nine out of hundred times. That, that five nanoseconds really don't matter. But but the hours that somebody spends to try to understand what your genius brain has produced, <laughs> and I'm being a bit sarcastic there, uh, that is That's valuable. A <laughs> I wasn't talking to you particularly. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you there. Uh, but but that is valuable time to that person. Uh, so. You, you should. I think you should indeed really consider that and say, okay, if I can make it a little bit more explicit and more clear what the code is doing and what the intent of the code is, you're saving somebody else's time. Yeah. Don't care about the CPU cycles. No, 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 no. Oh, that's a really, really good one as well. Okay. Um, thank you for those. Uh, um for those tips, I guess it. W I hope it will help people to contribute and to make a start of it. Um, we'll definitely name the website upsforgrab.net uh, in the description. Um, yeah, I think we are yeah. wrapping up now because uh, I guess uh, it's already a, a long episode like this with a very interesting one, I think. Um, so I yeah. guess we want to thank you both for your time again, um, for joining us as, uh, yeah, first uh, guest in the in, in, yeah, in the podcast actually so it's an honor to have you here um, yeah yeah I think so it's a wrap yeah mm -hmm. also a, a big thanks uh, for me of course and uh, and I hope the listeners will uh, will enjoy the, the our talks about uh, the open source contribution and uh, hopefully be inspired to contribute uh, a, li a little bit more and get that list of uh, maybe maven a little bit smaller yeah <laughs> <laughs> We really <laughs> hope so. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that'd be great. That'd be great. Keep them coming, those pull requests. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, hope you will uh, listen to us uh, again. 